What's good? What's good, everybody? It's just the hip hop professor. What's going on, y'all? Happy Black History Month. Yeah, I know, man. We haven't been here in a minute, man. So much going on as always, man. Um, so much to talk about. Quite a few things. Um, I've been thinking a lot about guys that don't make the Hall of Fame in the NBA in particular and deserve to be there. Um, I'm gonna get to that in a second, but man, I just I just finished watching this movie, Twenty Four. This was tough, man. I feel like I'm. I feel like these movies are always uh, gaslighting me, man. It's called the Twenty Fourth. I'm sorry, not Twenty Four. The Twenty Fourth. And if you don't, if you're not familiar with this movie, it's actually about the Houston riots of 1917. Okay, story of the All Black 24th United States Infantry Regiment and the Houston riots again of 1917. Man, it's a tough movie to watch, man. Um. For me, I always wonder, man, about like black men, you know, that serve in the military, man, and just just the uh, the amount of discrimination that you that you're setting yourself up to see. Like, why do it? You know what I mean? Like, think about this: if if you fought in the Korean War, I mean, you can honestly make the statement about damn near today, even right. But I mean, really, seriously though, like if you fought in the Korean War. You know, they still had like white only restaurants like the, the this nation was so segregated. But yet you would get in uniform and sacrifice your life for it when it didn't even respect you. You know what I mean? And and when I make when, when I say I just don't understand, I think it's crazy. I'm not trying to like diminish disrespect anybody that that has. Fa- I mean, my family, you know, is, is big in the military. You know, my grandfather was in the uh, Korean War. He got a Purple Heart. Um, but still, man, I just think that shit is just like, I don't want to say so humbling, but just, that's a lot, bro. God damn, that's a lot. How do we do it? But we do, you know? How do we do it? But we do it. You know, just watching and thinking about that, man. I mean, white people get get frustrated hearing about slavery. I don't think you guys have even begun to talk about Jim Crow. I mean, if we really talk about the 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 savagery, the the terrorism that was that was going on in America, if we talk about Jim Crow, oh my god, man. But that's your black history fact, you know what I'm saying? Take some take some time and learn about the Houston riots of nineteen seventeen. All right. Um eventually what happens is that a couple soldiers get uh get really worked up and they ended up massacring the whole town. Well not the whole town, but they they killed quite a few people believing that there's a, a, a angry mob coming to kill them. Um that's the gist of it, right? But know that in that year nineteen seventeen, a lot of them soldiers had been dealing with a lot of mistreatment. They were commonly abused by the police. Their families were being murdered sometimes in different towns. Like, shit was getting, it was just crazy, man. Um, It was not common for black people to just straight up be afraid of white people because white people were so savage and just aggressive, you know, and dangerous. How could you trust any of them, you know? Um, it's kind of like, I, I remember, um, listening to Muhammad Ali, um, he was doing an interview, probably was in London and, you know, the guy was saying, you know, 
you and Malcolm X and Elijah Muhammad, you guys, you know, you, you talk all this, the white devil stuff. Do you really believe that all white men are the devil? Do you really think they were all evil and that bad? And he goes, listen, man, it's like, let's say you got a, he says, you know, there, there are a lot of snakes in the world, you know, they're not all poisonous, you know. But are you really going to sit there and go through, if a bunch of snakes are coming at you, are you going to go through all the snakes and, and, you know, and try to decipher, well, which snake is poisonous and which snake is not? Nah, you just want to stay the hell away from them. You don't want nothing to do with none of them. Because who's got the time to take the risk? You know what I mean? And and that's where I think that kind of, um that energy comes from, you know? Um, forgot where I was going with that. But, um... But I guess just getting back in reference to this man, this this movie was um, it's a pretty good movie. I'm I'm not surprised it's not gotten any uh, good promotion or anything. It came out in 2020. Um, a lot of a uh, probably um a good year, but not a good year to drop a movie like this. But um, cause I just feel like a lot of these movies, man, it just like set me off. And what really got me was man is watch how I connect this to um. Judas and the Black Messiah, if you've not seen that movie, another movie that really set me up. And I'm going to tell you why. Judas and the Black Messiah is not about Fred Hampton. It is about a snitch. The dude that set Fred Hampton up. That's what the movie's about. And that's what got me. Because it shows the humanity of a snitch. And I don't want to know what that is. What is his name? Rob O'Neill or some shit? Um, FBI informant O'Neill? Yeah, I don't I don't really want to know his... Uh, his humanity, you know what I mean, and that's um, and that's what Judas and the Black Messiah does. It kind of shows us his side, his 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 development. Um, I really wish the gangsters would have got him in the beginning of the movie when he stole a car. They should have just gutted that pig right then and there. But you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, man. Um. And I guess the the connection I was making was uh, towards the end of the movie. One of the guys um, that was that ends up being killed sadly is uh, they try um, to get him to turn on the group, you know, because he's one of the he's college educated. Um, he talks a little different because he actually spent time in another country, getting educated before coming back to America. And one of the uh, the white officers always like, you know, you're different. We can trust you. And he tells the guy, he's like, you know, I didn't pull any triggers, but I wanted to, just like every man there. And, you know, eventually uh, there was a brother, there was a soldier. Of course, there's always one that will snitch and that did and told on uh, the soldiers that led the march. But, um... Despite uh, trying not to be, uh, you know, he tried his best not to let him out. But the FBI, man, I mean, not the FBI, the uh, the the uh, the prosecutor just kept on drilling, drilling, drilling away, and he got him. He got him to eventually, uh, you know, to name him. They got him taken out. I mean, sometimes I just get so, you know, frustrated. I watch these films. It just seems like black men. The only way to make it is you either gotta do. Illegal shit, man. Or like, damn near risk your fucking life, man, to 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 like get any ground. You know what I mean? This um this shit that they're selling about just you know working hard and things things work out is it just seems to be more and more like bullshit every day. I don't know. 
that's just me though. You know, I could be wrong. Maybe it's working out for you. I do hope so. But I feel like everybody seems to um, eventually. It seems like your hand almost gets forced sometimes. You know. Oh. Oh, excuse me. Oh. Yeah. So. You know, I started to really go off on Ti and the whole situation and. Let me just give this disclaimer right now. I really hate talking about um, sexual assault. I really hate talking about this so much because this whole thing just sucks. It's a terrible conversation because it's a terrible topic. It's, you know, um, to use words like unfortunate, I feel like uh, kind of insensitive because it's, it's beyond that, right? I mean, but then there's like, and I think... What makes it so terrible is just how emotionally charged it is, you know? And I mean, then it's unfortunate that we live in a real world where there's really foul people. And we gotta look at the facts. I hate that. I hate that. But we gotta do it. You know? Um, I do think some of us are a little bit more chiseled than others. And because of that we have it's easier for us to do it um i also realize that sometimes it's, that's a privilege right the reason why some of us can uh can look at the facts with point you know be poised and, and consider is because this is not hitting us as hard as it hits others not and, and i do recognize that and that's why um <sighs> drinking some water I think over um, the years, I've started to just kind of like reevaluate just how I, I look at people as I engage. And, you know, it's kind of take that into consideration, man. You know, I, um, when I was getting my first master's degree in, the, in higher education, when I wanted to be a college president, <laughs> um, I did a, I took a class in, um, in intercollegiate athletics. And, um, and I also took a class in crisis management in higher ed. Um, and in the crisis management class, the reason why I said intercollegiate is because I thought I wrote this paper in that, but I didn't. I wrote it in the crisis management. And I wrote it, and I wrote about sexual assault in athletics. Um, and I was, um, when I tell you, I could not believe some of the shit that I was reading. I mean some of the stories, some of the first-hand accounts, I, I I just, nah, man. Because, you know, because I think, I don't know, man, you want people to, to think, you know, and, and consider the goodness in the world, right? You don't want to, like, look outside and just think of everything being so dark and so bleak, but it's like, a lot of y'all just ain't shit. But it ain't all of us, right? And and it's frustrating because I, I feel like we can do this for every social group in one way or another, you know, like make these kind of judgments. I hate it, man. I fucking hate it. But anyway, man, back to that, back to the point that I'm trying to make. Uh, I think what I've kind of noticed now with myself, at least, is that um, I've started to become just quicker to just write someone off rather than want to give them the benefit of the doubt just because I think the social pressures of just 
wanting to go along with the with the mob and just be like, nope, no more, no more. You know, just hit him swiftly instead of thinking about the whole situation. Now, I won't lie. Uh, I think something I've noticed. Um, so Ti, Tip. You know, when when I first heard of Ti, man, this is way back when when I'm serious. You know what I'm saying? When he was uh he was talking about old cars and crows. That's what all my ballers know. I'm probably saying it wrong, but y'all know what song I'm talking about. Anyway, um, you know, I go back with T.I. back then, man. When he used to be featured on, like, the Dipset mixtapes and shit like that, man. That was my guy. But sometimes, you know, on social media, yo, T.I. be getting on my nerves sometimes. Like, I don't know, like, personalities change, man, when you put that camera in front of people. You know, sometimes people that seem really cool just really ain't and sometimes people that didn't seem so cool kind of are I think he's a casualty of personality with the, with, the, with the internet sometimes but um I started doing a little bit more digging and I'm gonna be honest all I've seen is trash alright um I wanna be real clear I would never knowingly knowingly um discredit try to minimize or silence you know the pain the suffering or the justice of anyone that's been um, a victim you know of sexual abuse um but i also feel like people that lie they need to get burned at the stake too because this is not this is not a little thing this is this is serious you know what I mean? So I feel like when you make false allegations or something like this, it's like the boy that cried wolf, you know, or the girl that cried wolf. You know what I mean? This is not a game. Like, yo, like you really plus the damage that you do to a person, even if even if you if, even if they're, you know, found to be innocent. Somebody's always going to have that doubts. You know what I mean? It's just like you do that harm. is It's like a bullet. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't come back from that, man. And and I think that's why I'm always like, let's just, let's just hear the facts out, you know. Um, and I know it ain't easy to speak up, man. I, I just wish there was something we could do to really encourage people to feel comfortable, man, and to to speak up, you know, right then and there. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause man, I feel like this got to be a statute of limitations, man, at some point, cause. Coming, you know, coming, bringing stuff back from like 30, 40 years ago, man. That should be, come on, man. You know what I mean? But, but I get it. I get it. And and this wasn't 30, 40 years ago, by the way. This is six, seven years ago. I, I, I think for what I'm hearing. But um, initially, man, people were reporting it like, yo, T.I. and Tiny was on some sex trafficking shit. They was snatching up the underage girls giving them, you know, drugs to, uh, to intoxicate them and fucking them, you know what I mean? But as I've been reading comments and stuff, yo, this sounds like a bunch of bitter-ass women that um, are looking for some clout because this is the society we live in that you can do things like this and get attention. It'd be negative, but it can still be um, profitable for you because that's a sad society we live in, you know? Um, it sounds like a bunch of bitter... Uh, 
bitter chicks that were playing in an orgy or group sex and ain't feeling it no more. That's what it sound like. It doesn't sound to me like anybody was um any wrongdoing. But let me be correct here before y'all run with that sound bite. That is based on what I've seen. So perhaps you've seen something else. And if you can show me without being all emotional, I'm all here for it. But if you can't keep your emotions, please leave me alone. I understand that this can be kind of hard for you. I respect that. Well, but don't. We don't need to be messy, okay? Because it's really not that. It's not that deep uh, for me at all. Um, you know, if the man is wrong, yeah, I hope uh, we can make an example out of him. You know what I'm saying? No more. Just like I was hoping that those guys that jumped that lady in Harlem, I hope they get made an example out of. You know what I'm saying? I hope they can't show their face no more. Because if they do. Every time they do, I hope the whole the whole city jump on them. You know? I, I want to see an end to this shit, man. It's crazy, man. Like, it don't make no sense. There's, there's, there's really no reason for, like, for dudes to be, you know, thirsty and just, just add it like that. You know what I mean? I, I could have sworn at one point there was, like, what, 30 women for every man? And then you got to think, half your niggas is gay, so... That 30 is what, really 60. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but seriously, man, you just, you gotta, you gotta have some kind of pride for yourself. Like, I was, um, when I was more insecure and young and didn't know better, you know, um, but I still wasn't gonna hit no chick or anything like that. I'm just gonna walk away quietly and be crying inside. That's what I would do if I got rejected. Um, now I'll get rejected. I'm like, this bitch is tripping. It's probably the best thing that ever happened to you. you keep moving. That's how you got to think, though. It may not be true. But it's all about the mentality. Um, the guys that go and do, uh, do stuff like this, they don't have one. They don't have much mentality. That's why they got to steal and take and all that. Because that's what you do when you're stealing from a woman when you got to... Take from her in such a negative way. Oh man, what else is going on, man? Yeah, I really wanted to just and you know, and social media, man, don't have an opinion on social media. Goodness gracious, if you question anything, man, it's like you just. You be you can be you can be seen so insensitive. I don't understand. Yeah. All right, we'll go to a commercial break. <clears throat> Alright, time out. I know this is mad random and came out of nowhere, but y'all know who David Cardina is? I don't know how to describe him to you, dude, but he was he he be in mad movies, you know what I'm saying? Um shit, let me Google him real quick. The dude is y'all you y'all know who this dude is, man. David I hope I'm saying it right. David Cardine. I think that's his name, David Cardine. Oh my gosh. Anyway, the dude, this dude, I just found out from DMX watching Drink Champs. 
he died of auto fixation, auto erotic. He was jerking off and choking himself at the same time. People really do this. Why do y'all? What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, pussy's not good enough. God damn. Or just regular jerking off ain't good enough. For you? Like, what the fuck is that, man? Like, I really have to look this shit up. Auto erotica fixation. That's a real thing. Y'all really out here doing this? Holy shit, man. Oh, oh, I don't know. Oh, so, and if you don't know who David Cardin is, I think the most popular movie that you would know is Kill Bill. He used to have a TV show called Kung Fu, The Legend Continues. Um, and He died a long time ago, man. 2009. <laughs> it's crazy to say it's a long time ago, right? Not that long ago. But um, if you see his face, you'd be like, wow kind of find out man this nigga was tripping he he had a whole bunch of offenses with the law for um substance abuse man so it was a wild guy for real um but yeah man that that's that's crazy man that's how he died 72 years old choking while masturbating man damn man sorry to hear that man i was wondering why i ain't seen you in no movies in a minute damn mr carradine david carradine that's how he went out man he's not the only uh famous person to go out this way Whacking off by choking yourself, man. Damn. Shit is real, yo. God, man. Alright, man. You know what? And, and with that, let me transition to what I've been meaning to talk about. So if you didn't know, February 21st is the anniversary of Malcolm X's assassination. Um, and I just got a really interesting report, actually. Um, and apparently an officer wrote a letter saying that the FBI and NYPD assisted in the assassination of Malcolm X. You know, I'm sure some of you must have seen that uh, little documentary series they had, Who Killed Malcolm X on Netflix. Um, But this letter that I'm talking about actually comes from, excuse me, Undercover Officer Raymond Wood didn't want made public until after his death, which read out aloud Saturday. In the letter, Wood alleges the FBI and NYPD conspired to cover up details of the assassination and undermine the civil rights movement. Wood confessed in a letter that he played a part in the arrest of two members of Malcolm X's security team just before the shooting and that Thomas Johnson, who died in 2009, was wrongfully convicted for the murder. Wood says in a letter he was afraid he would face major consequences if he came forward. What is it about police officers always feeling bad about doing the right thing? Hmm. I got to tell you, man, that's some profession. <clears throat> anyway, his words, I participated in actions that in hindsight were deplorable and detrimental to the advancement of my own black people. My actions on behalf of the New York City Police Department were done under duress and fear. Reggie Wood, a relative, read aloud at a press conference on Raymond's behalf. Uh, another snitch trying to get points. Any evidence that provides greater insight into the truth behind that terrible tragedy should be thoroughly investigated, said uh, Aiza Shabazz, the daughter of Malcolm X. Several months ago, the Manhattan District Attorney initiated a review of the investigation and prosecution that resulted in two convictions for the murder of Malcolm X. The NYPD has provided all available records relevant to the case to the District Attorney. The department remains committed to assist that review in any way the NYPD said in the statement. The FBI has no comment. Of course they don't. You know? Oh, is there something else? Hmm. And yeah, again, man, Malcolm X was gunned down 
February 21st, 1965 at the Audubon Ballroom in Washington Heights. You can actually go back to the Audubon, to the Audubon Ballroom now and it's been made into a museum, um, the honor of Malcolm X. And in honor of Malcolm X, if you guys are familiar with Ossie Davis, an amazing black actor, also part of the civil rights movement and a friend of Malcolm X, his most famous words will be the ones that he, that he spoke at Malcolm X's funeral. And I would like to share those words with you now. All right, the following are the original words of Ossie Davis. Here at this final hour, in this quiet place, Harlem has come to bid farewell to one of his brightest hopes, extinguished now and gone from us forever. For Harlem is where he worked and where he struggled and fought. His home of homes, where his heart was and where his people are, and it is, therefore, most fitting that we meet once again in Harlem to share these last moments with him. For Harlem has been gracious to those who have loved her, have fought for her, and have defended her honor to the death. It is not in the memory of man that this beleaguered, unfortunate, but nonetheless proud community has found a braver, more gallant young champion than this Afro-American who lies before us, unconquered still. I say the word again as he would want me to, Afro-American, Afro-American Malcolm, who was a master, was most meticulous in his use of words. Nobody knew better than he the power words have over the minds of men. Malcolm had stopped being a Negro years ago. It become too small, too puny, too weak a word for him. Malcolm was bigger than that. Malcolm had become an Afro-American and he wanted so desperately that we all, all his people, would become Afro-Americans too. There are those who will consider it their duty as friends of the Negro people to tell us to revile him, to flee even from the presence of his memory, to save ourselves by writing him out of the history of our turbulent times. Many will ask what Harlem finds to honor in this stormy, controversial, and bold young captain. And we will smile. Many will say, turn away. Away from this man. For he's not a man, but a demon, a monster, a subverter, and an enemy of the black man. And we will smile. They will say that he is of hate, a fanatic, a racist, who can only bring evil to the cause for which you struggle. And we will answer and say to them, Did you ever talk to Brother Malcolm? Did you ever touch him? Have him smile at you? Did you really listen to him? Did he ever do a mean thing? Has he ever himself associated with violence or any public disturbance? For if you did, you would know him. And if you knew him, you would know why we must honor him. Malcolm was our manhood, our living black manhood. This was his meaning to his people. And in honoring him, we honor the best in ourselves. Last year from Africa, he wrote those words to a friend. My journey, he says, is almost ended, and I have much broader scope than when I started out, which I believe will add new life and dimension to our struggle for freedom and honor and dignity in the States. 
I'm writing these things so that you will know for a fact the tremendous sympathy and support we have among the African states for our human rights struggle. The main thing is that we keep a united front wherein for most valuable time and energy will not be wasted fighting each other. However, we may have differed with him or with each other about him and his value as a man. Let his going from us serve only to bring us together now. Co-signing these mortal remains to earth, the common mother of all. Secure in the knowledge that we place in the ground is no more now a man, but a seed. Which, after the winter of our discontent, will come forth again to meet us. And we will know him then for what he was and is. A prince. Our own black shining prince. Who didn't hesitate to die because he loved us so. These are the words of Ozzie Davis. Said at the funeral of the most honorable. The late Malcolm X. Thank you for everything you've done for us, sir. We have no fucks given because of the spirit and inspiration of Malcolm X. So I said at the end of uh, at the reading that speech by Ossie Davis about Malcolm X that, you know, this show was inspired by Malcolm X. And what I meant by that is, um, well, for me, you know, when I think about Malcolm X, I always think about, you know, people that speak truth. You know what I'm saying? No fear. to speak their minds. And when I think of that, man, I think of Malcolm X. You know? That's where, that's where that comes from. That confidence of speaking the truth, how I see it. No hesitation, no no fear. When you think of speaking truth, speaking bravely. Bravely. <laughs> speaking, you know, with, with bravery and brute honesty. That's Malcolm talking through you. You know, uh, Malcolm didn't, uh, he didn't care how you felt about it. If it was true, it needed to be said, you know. I'm for truth no matter who says it, no matter who tells it. And I, and I know me personally, I'm always going to align with anyone with the truth. You know, I don't have to agree with it. If it's, but if it's real, then ask what it is. I think what separated Malcolm from so many of the other civil rights leaders is not, he's not going to compromise. Because it's, it's, it's what's right, you know. Um, if you look at one of our past episodes, the cover art, you'll see there's an there's a iconic photo of Malcolm X and Fidel Castro. It's a very important meeting that happened. You know, um, someone asked me once in, a, in an argument, you know, what did Malcolm X do so much? You know, what does he have? What's his legacy? You know, Martin Luther King's got the, you know, I had a dream, the civil rights legislation and all that stuff, you know, which is which is important. You know, um, I, I, I don't debate that. I'll tell you what, Ma- what Malcolm X did, though. Malcolm X took it to the next level. Malcolm X was the, was the person to talk about um, human rights, not civil rights. You know, he says you can't you can't get civil rights if you're not even being treated as a human. We need civil rights first. I mean, human rights first. After we get human rights, then we can talk about civility. 
But right now, we're not even being treated as a human. All right, that changed the dialogue. And nobody was doing that prior to. And that's what Malcolm X brought that no one else was bringing. Malcolm X was ready to put the United States of America on trial in front of the world. Everyone else was hesitating to do that. All right, so I'm forever thankful to Malcolm for doing that. To me, that's the realest. Yeah. And that's, uh, and that's what we get from Malcolm. Real talk. You know, last bit as I conclude, man, I want to I wanna give a real big shout out. So I made a huge, huge typo um, on Sunday. Um, you know, Sunday was the anniversary of Malcolm X's assassination. And in the wee hours, I posted happy birthday. So I want to make a apology for that. You know, I fumbled on that one big time, big time. I And I know, I definitely know better. Um, you know, if for all my listeners out there, you can go to Mixcloud and uh, last year, I actually made the uh, the Malcolm X mixtape. Um, I took some of Malcolm X's best speeches and um, I threw them over, over some beats and made a mixtape. Um, I also played with uh, interviews from the day of his assassination, the audio, and I made a mix with that too, about 20 minutes. You can find that on Mixcloud. You know, just look up the Hip Hop Professor. All right? Yeah, man, that's pretty dope. It's also on my, I believe it's still on my IG page too, under my IGTV. You know, that's hip underscore hop underscore professor. And check that out. You know, and if you ever wanna wanna host, do something cool, let me know. You know, my, my calendar just might just might be open. I just might be with it, man. But yeah, but guys, I wanted to close this episode out now, man. Um, this was a special episode. I actually recorded this one over time. Little excerpts, piece by piece by piece. So give me some feedback. You know, my friends out there, let me know what you guys think, man. I hope you enjoy it. And stay tuned. We got more coming for y'all. Keep your heads up. We already, uh, we're almost one-fourth of the way through this year. Crazy, right? Time goes fast. This is Just the Hit by Professor, y'all. I'm out.